Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we're going to be talking about a lot of great stuff, including Andre settling having a wife. Huh, what was that all about? We'll break all that down and all that and more. Sure, we'll do it all next. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey everybody. Sunday night means it's GH Report time. Yes, sir. All night long. That's right. Right here on After Buzz TV, of course, Carla and I will be breaking down all the latest happenings in Port Charles. I'm one of your well, I'm one of your hosts. I'm that's right. I'm Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And I'm Carla Renata. You can follow me across all social media platforms at the Curvy Critic. Now, of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and feel free to hop in the chat and share your thoughts about Anything GH related, whether it be something that happened this past week or just some general thoughts you have about the show. Uh, but before we get going on, though, yes. uh, boy, soap fans, we uh, have an exciting opportunity. Now, we know you love uh, General Hospital, of course, because you wouldn't be here otherwise. But do you happen to, know, happen to be a fan of Spanish language telenovelas or soaps? You know, shows like Yo Soy Betty, La Fea, La Riena del Sur, or La Candentita. You better work out that Spanish. <laughs> I can't even speak English well. I haven't oh even mastered God, this language. Pure comedy. You're okay. asking me to speak a second. Oh. <laughs> now, if so, we want to hear about it. So as we may have a chance for you to share your passion for Spanish telenovelas with the world. To hear more, please reach out to SpanishSoapTV at gmail.com. Again, that is SpanishSoapTV at gmail.com. Don't ask me uh, to do this show because it'll be just like you know, Biblioteca <laughs> Zapatos. Uh, churros y chocolate. That is about the extent of my Spanish language. <laughs> but it uh, sounds like a very cool deal, so if you're interested, please contact him there. But let's talk about the reason that we're all here. And that's GH, baby. That's right. That's Star Wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know we both wore our Star Wars t shirts. That's right. Today. We got it. You have Chewbacca and I have BB 8. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, General Hospital, let's. Uh, yeah, all right, let's just dive into the story that's really bugging me, Caroline. I don't know how you feel about this. The uh, the Nell pregnancy storyline? I'm so over that. I'm over her. Man. I'm over her, and she is just working it. Like, she is just like the reign of Nell. The reign of Nell terror is what's happening on GH right now. I need for her to go away and never come back. You, did you ever see that movie called To Die For? Oh, when Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman? Yes. Remember at the end, they, like, killed her, and she went floating under that ice? I need for that to happen to Nell. <laughs> That's what I need to have happen to Nell. I need for her just to go away and never come back. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, the thing that drives me crazy about Nell is that she's always the victim. She always paints herself as the victim if everybody else has done her wrong. But people that are narcissistic and cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy always, always, always do that. Oh, but she doesn't, like, help in terms of trying to at least engender some sort of connection. By just laying it on way too thick, like at the at the Metro Court mm-hmm. with Sunny, Carly, and Michael, and she, oh man, that little scene, I was just like, and and Sunny was like, Sunny was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, we're good, right? So that sounds good to me. Are you good with that payment? And she was like, no. So there's nothing for me. Like it's just for the baby. And I, they were like, uh, yeah. And that's 
And that is conclusive only if the baby turns out to be Michael's. Because at this point, we still have to have another test done when the baby's born. So there's that. All right. So what are your thoughts? Do you think it is actually Michael's baby? Uh, if it was Michael's baby, was it done legitimately through the natural course of human relations? Or was that something that Nell kind of took a sample after something and then kind of got herself inseminated? You know, knowing her... It could have it, it could have been either way. Like it would be more interesting if she did something dastardly. You know what I mean? But her and Michael were kind of kicking it for a minute and kicking it quite a bit. Like I remember seeing quite a few love scenes between them. So she may have gotten pregnant, or she may be pregnant by somebody else because we don't know what she was doing before she got to poor Charles. Uh, well, no, I don't think. Well, I don't think she's pregnant by somebody else. But she might be. You never know. It's tough to figure out. Hey, like- Taylor Jones. Find out, like, what, six weeks ago, uh, what they were doing, What were they just kind of kind of the odds and ends of their relationship at that point? I, th- I think so, because he, he had yet again found out about another lie that she told, you know. And um, so, so by the time she came to him talking about, I'm pregnant, he was like, really? Will you just, like, stupid nothing to, like, get what you want? He was so over it. And I can't say that I blame him. Like, it's only so many times somebody can come to you with shenanigans before you're like, do you really think I'm not? Because then, then you get to the point where you're like, this person thinks I'm really stupid. Like, do they not know that I have some ounce of intelligence? I'm not that dumb. So I'm going to need you to stop playing me like I'm, like, the, the biggest idiot walking the, the planet Earth. Or in Port Charles, I should say. Yeah, she just... That whole that whole storyline just irritates the hell out of me. I don't think she's... Uh, she's smart enough to know that she, if it's not Michael's, it's going to get found out. So I feel like, at the very least, she's maybe... That ain't hard- stopped her from doing nothing else. Everything she Everything else she did... She knew that eventually she was going to get found out, and that didn't stop her from doing it. That didn't stop her from signing that picture with her own pen. Yeah, but she never that never got found. That out. didn't that didn't stop her from trying to sleep with Sonny, trying well, to drug Sonny and sleep with Sonny. Like it does, her getting found out doesn't stop her from doing anything. True, she's narcissistic enough to think that she can get away with it. Well, there's no, I mean, there's no if once they do the test in ten weeks. Which is only, I think, like four weeks away from now. It's mm-hmm. like, it's going to get found out. I don't think she would uh, agree to that unless she knew whether by hook or by crook it was indeed Michael's baby. I don't know. Because there's nothing that I think that could happen in four weeks to lock anything down because all of it is contingent on it definitely being Michael's baby. They're not going to say anything in four weeks. They're going to, um, <laughs> somebody said, Stephanie said, have a classic quarterback and push her down those stairs. Yes, honey. <laughs> Yes, have somebody knock her down those stairs and have her lose the baby. That now that I would like to see because then she would really go cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Hey, Jim, we, I think we have a celebrity in the uh, the chat there, JLJ Media, James Lott Jr. Uh, oh, actually I'm tired actually of tired of baby storylines. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, James Lott Jr. taking time to visit our little show <laughs> to say hello. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> So, I, I, well, uh, Clinton Joe says Kim is the mastermind. No, I do not think that Kim is the mastermind. No, no. Look at that. James Lott Jr., look at you. He's like, yes, it's me. It What's up, JLJ? How you doing? Look at that. <laughs> Joining us there in the chat. Uh, but but uh, also, you know what I really wanted? That scene that was for Michael to call Nell's bluff. When Nell says, well, if I, I don't get anything, I'm just going to leave town. I would like Michael said, well, then that's great. He's like, bye. See you later. He's but like, it, bye, Felicia. <laughs> of course he doesn't. He doesn't. He's like, oh, well. We had to work out something. Let me handle this my own way, mom and dad. I'm like, no. But this is what I really love. Speaking of quarter mains and all that, 
they have really been push, pushing Monica up in the forefront. Which and she nice. has been reading people. She just reads people and walks away. I love the fact that she'll just read them and just turn around and bounce. I'm like, go ahead, Monica. Just classic reads. Just reading everybody. Just letting everybody. The only person she didn't read this week, this week excuse me, is Sam. Well, she Sam's- didn't read. She didn't like. She didn't clock Sam, but she, you know. Well, I, I, that same thing's interesting. We'll get that in a second. We to follow up with Michael. He does go back to the Quartermains mm-hmm. and 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 drops that oh so delightful news that mm-hmm. uh, the Quartermain clan is about to increase by one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see everybody like I feel like every time you introduce like somebody new to the Quartermains, it's always like well we got to you know redivide the uh, the stock options there. Yeah. <laughs> All that. they care about is first. the money. Yeah, it's it's like, just uh-huh. like, Great. oh, come Man. on, come on. <laughs> I can't with them and the money. It's like, because at this point, now that the, the OG Quartermains, Tracy and Edward and all those people are gone, nobody really cares about ELQ or the money. As a fan, I don't really care. Well, I mean, we've got Ned caring about it. Do you? Is that acceptable? I mean, Ned's always been passionately involved with ELQ, except for his little time away from But it's kind of passive-aggressive, which makes me kind of go, I'm, I'm going to need you to go in a closet somewhere and not come out for a minute. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I think the frustrating thing is that Ned could be more about it, and we could probably get more storylines, if Wally Kurth was exclusive to GH. But since he's, he's no, splitting his time between that and days, yeah, you know, we just get a, we get little sprinklings of him, and not enough to really. Because I think Ned has plenty of storyline potential, but we just can't give him one because he's just not fully committed to the show. And they kind of punking him out a little bit too, like they they punking him out just a little bit because every time Monica says something, now all of a sudden Olivia is kind of like joining her side, trying to get into Monica's good graces. I don't know if it's like your good graces, but I think she's she's an independent woman with her own thoughts. Mm. She's an independent woman, but she's she wants desperately for Monica to accept her as a quartermain. So I'm getting the vibe that she'll do just she will do a say just about anything to overcome that hurdle. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, but that's from a woman that also like tried to buy a pizza stove, tried to <laughs> put that white Christmas tree up. Ooh, honey, that Christmas tree. <laughs> Ooh, I could not with that Christmas tree. I'm like, ooh, that was, ooh. Mm. Well, the thing that's frustrating with Ned is they keep teasing potential EOQ storylines where, where he's maybe going to try to unseat Michael. Or now we've got the stock storyline. And they never really go anywhere. No. And so I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Nobody, Because nobody's invested in watching stuff about ELQ. I would be. I when would be. I'm, I'm not. Come Are on. you? I would be totally. I'm so not. Give me some hot ELQ care, action. I could care less. I'm actually, I, if I had to choose between ELQ and uh, Raina Terra Nell, I picked Raina Terra Nell. What? Oh, girl, <laughs> come on. I'm saying if I had to choose, that's what I'm saying. Well, but I think. Like, <laughs> Somebody said Christmas tree. Kelly, yes. Christmas trees need to be green. <laughs> that's old fashioned thinking, everybody. That's old fashioned thinking. Ooh, I didn't mind the tree being white, but it was just like, it was like a rainbow threw up on it. It was just, it was too many things. I I think a ELQ boardroom squabble could be good, but I feel like the only negative that might be is that we've got Ned, we've got Michael, and then you have these ancillary characters because nobody's that's really involved saying. in ELQ. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, that storyline, it's like they would have to introduce some people to make it interesting because between Ned and Michael, you know, Michael sometimes can be like watching paint dry too, depending on what they have him doing. Oh, very true. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. Because it's Drew, Jason, all the other various grandkids, and none of them are really actively involved in the company. So there's no. not much other than just Ned and, and Michael to go head to head. Which, let's segue from that for, into this. So 
when <laughs> when the proposition is given to Kim that Oscar can be a quarterman, she's like, mm, no thanks. She ain't having it. Yeah, it was interesting that Michael, uh, that uh, uh, Monica just went on the attack, invites Kim over, doesn't really like invite Kim over, just like, hey, guess what? I've canceled your appointment. You're coming over here. And then just lays into her. Monica, I'm telling you, Monica is savage these days. Monica is letting people have it. I love it. No, I, somebody nice. had to pick up where Tracy left off. I <laughs> love it. It's I good that, she, that they're definitely giving her more to do. And I, 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 again, I like the fact that she's double up her son count again. <laughs> So, I mean, we've got Drew and we've got Jason. Uh, all right. Michael is so boring ever since he forgave Sonny for killing AJ. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's been a, and then somebody said, watching old episodes of Lucy Run a Deception. Well, oh. I, I feel like that's a problem with soaps is that you could do something where Sonny kills AJ and Michael kind of disowns Sonny, at least temporarily. Mm-hmm. But then. What the show does is they constantly put them in scenes together where it just keeps rehashing the same story beat of like, you kill my father, I don't want to talk to you. You kill my father, I don't want to talk to you. And after a while, you're like, we got to just forgive him already because I'm tired of watching these scenes. Either forgive him or just like hash it out. Like cry, beat each other's behind, do whatever you got to do, but just like follow through on it so that there's some kind of resolve to it. Because you're right, they keep going... You know, oh, you killed my father, I don't want to talk to you. It happens over and over and over again. So there's never a resolve. So if there was a resolve, then everybody could be like, okay, they resolved that. Let's move on. But that's not happening. Because, like, in real life, if something happened, I feel like you would, like, if it happened at work, you'd quit that job and move and find something else. <laughs> or you, or maybe you might move out of town, depending on where your situations are. But it's like, you know, you just do it to get away with somebody that had done you again so completely wrong. Like, why would you, you wouldn't keep circling their orbit just to be miserable all the time. But mm-hmm. but of course, when you're dealing with stars, like you're you're, you're contracted to work on GH, we got to have have you do something. This is true. Can we switch to this storyline though? We, last week we were talking. Last week we were talking about Julian and how he just pops up, right? Why did he pop up again? And why was Alexis again like? Do you have a, she when she said, "Do you have a GPS tracking device on me?" I was like, "Diva, he is not checking for you." He is now running around Port Charles going, oh, my God, I wonder where Alexis is. Don't nobody care where you are? Oh, man, so okay. Julian, finally, the, 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 the judge has no interest in pursuing the case or the, the DA, so they're going to let him go. Hooray. So now Julian's free and clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And, and the big sum of that up is, hey, uh, everybody, uh, I bought a bar. So that's the reason he's at the bar. And Alexis is like, hey, you got to get out of here because I'm having a friend coming. And uh, you shouldn't be here. If you like me at all, if you respect me, you'll do the right thing and take off. I'm like, mm-hmm. I own this place. Mm-hmm. I can't leave. Well, you could leave, Julian. You don't have to be a tool. Julian could leave, but he's trying to, I think he's trying to, like, hang out and try to get close to Leo. And Olivia's not having that. You know, but she's never really been having that. She wasn't having it when she was pregnant with Leo. She wasn't having it when she when um, Leo was born. She doesn't want Julian to have anything to do with Leo because Julian seems to just jack up anybody he puts his little grubby fingers on. So you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean anybody they, that he's remotely close to, something really unsavory happens to them, or they're mentally messed up, or you know, just something crazy stuff just goes down. So I don't blame her for not wanting to um, have. Uh, Julian have anything to do with Leo, but at the same time, that is his dad. Like you gotta let him, you gotta like let him see his face. Like he don't have to spend no quality time with the brother. But you know, I, I was all up for just like, yeah, hey, we'll just take him to prison and let him look at him <laughs> through the through the plate glass, and then take off again. Uh, 
Because there was that <laughs> there was that one small window where they uh, Olivia and Julian got got along well with balancing Leo, uh, mm-hmm. and then they started the whole. Uh, Julian holding a knife to Alexis's throat storyline, and that pretty much just blew everything out of the water. I'm just him and Alexis. I can't. I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Like I was having them at first because it was very exciting, but now it's just now it's just comical. It's now it's just comical, and I'm just gonna need for him to like I I don't want anybody to lose a job. I really don't. Right. But <sighs> paint dry, and that's all I'm gonna say. You know, that's my go-to phrase: is paint dry. Just paint. Drying on the wall. Well, it's just like, man, I, I feel like they need to at least give Julian a storyline that takes him away from Alexis. Just away. Like, don't let interact with Alexis for a while and then maybe bring him back together. But They would have to bring somebody else. They would either have to bring somebody else on the show or throw him with somebody else on the show. And it's like, who is he going to hook up with? Dr. Kim. <laughs> I don't no. know. I want Doctor. I want Doctor Kim to hook up with Drew. Oh man, whatever this stuff. Oh, I do. I want Doctor Kim to hook up with Drew. Uh, all right, we'll get to that in a second. I, I just so Julian's bought a bar. Like who? Like who? he 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 bought the floating rib, which uh, Luke owned a little while ago, right? No, he bought something. Some wherever she's going to eat with Doctor Bench. That's uh, he bought that place. That's not the floating rib. No, it's not the floating rib. It's a different place. Oh. Yeah, Why yeah. Do I think it's a floating rib. Mm. It has okay. that kind of dark ambiance to it, but it's a different place. Maybe that's it. why, because I'm like, <laughs> the floating rib was always a little dark and unsavory. So I was like, okay, well, how did that happen? Okay. Yeah, that was funny, because when uh, Lexa said, oh, do you have a uh, GPS tracking device? I mean, he was like, yeah, I own this place. And her face was like, crack, crack, crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing I like, though, is that until somebody buys an establishment, like, nobody ever goes there. But once somebody, once a character on the show owns a place, then for some reason, everybody's showing up there. Right. But this is the funny thing. What happened to the dude that used to own the other bar, the guy who was the bartender all the time? Oh, yes. Like, he just with, disappeared. With like what mustache. happened? Like, what happened with the handlebar mustache? Like, he was there all the time in every scene. They even tried to pair him up with somebody at one point, and then he just disappeared. I'm like... He's in a Knott's Berry Farm commercial <laughs> that I just saw. <laughs> I saw him. That's where he is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you today. Yes. You are killing me. He's right there. He's just. Did somebody the... say he went to jail? Yeah, he's. Uh, he, but he's right there wearing a little little cowboy duster, and he's hanging out with Snoopy. He had That's too much plastic surgery, and he looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Charlie. He did. Homeboy did have a lot of plastic surgery. I liked though. him though. I thought he was Ooh, fun honey, character. That face was tight. Uh, okay, let's talk about the storyline that I'm sure you're going to love, and that's driving me a little bonkers. And that is the Sam, Jason, Drew storyline. Now you know, you know I have okay. For let me just let me just let me just calm down. Okay, <laughs> let me just calm down. Okay, so I was a little annoyed at the fact that every episode since they brought Jason back, whenever he and Sam would be in the room together, they would kind of avoid each other. There would always be these glances, but they would never talk to each other. And I remember thinking to myself. They're going to have to do something about that. They can't keep running into each other and not having a conversation. And then that finally happened this week. And then that theme music happened that I loved. And I was like, yay, Jason is Sam. But then this happened. So all of that, they had that little conversation, which I don't... That conversation to me didn't really solve anything. Except for the fact that you could tell by the look on Sam's face that she still hung up on Jason. 
Like that conversation did nothing for me. It didn't resolve. This is what I was saying. They never have conversations that resolve anything. They have a conversation and then somebody gets uncomfortable and then one person leaves and then one person's left in the pier or in the room or the restaurant or the hospital or wherever they happen to be and it never gets resolved. So this time Sam is on the pier. She's looking all, you know, sad and forlorn. And then she, and then she has a conversation with Monica about the fact that she's feeling a little conflicted. She, you know, she's like, "Well, I'm not because in some, I think somewhere in the middle of that, she discovers that she's officially not really married to Drew because she's really married to Jason. So Jason's still married to her. What I want to know is what's going to happen when Jason realizes that he's still married to Sam and that she's not legally married to Drew. That's what I want to know. I I don't know. I like what is what what do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to do anything? Do you think he's going to be passive aggressive and kind of sit back and go, "I want Sam to be happy?" Or do you think that's going to be his opportunity to like go in for the kill and try to get her back? And I got to be sure like because when did they ever <laughs> declare Jason officially dead when he was off? I See, that I don't remember. If somebody in the chat room could help us out with that, I would remember. Sam wanted to jump Jason so bad. Oh, yes, she did. Because they had to get married because they had to get remarried again. Oh, no, they got divorced. They had to get divorced when Drew came back thinking he was Jason. Mm-hmm. So they got divorced and then they got remarried. So, but she's not. I, I don't, but she's. What we do know for sure is that she's not legally married to Drew. For sure. That we know for sure. So then there was that awkward moment where he asked her to marry him. And then it was like that awkward close up on her face, like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh, it's. Jason it, won't chase Sam. <sighs> I but need for him to chase Sam. The, you know, it, 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 this was driving me crazy. Well, one, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will, I will disagree on this. I, I cannot stand that song. I, every time you, that I know song, you say that every time I bring it up, but I love that. I love when uh, they because that's Sam and Jason's song. Like the second they song. they walk in and you hear those like bump bump. I'm like, <laughs> dang it, stop it with but the song. But that's their that's their theme song. I kind of need for that to happen every time they lock eyes. Like that's the romantic in me. That's like, oh, they're playing their song. See, my jaws are hurting from like smiling so hard that I'm so happy about this. <laughs> my face is hurting right now. I'm so excited. But I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to play this out. I mean, certainly I can understand why you know Sam realizes that Drew Jason is not Jason. He's Drew. Right. So, but she still has a lot of love and feelings for him. Right. But she all finds out the real Jason is there. We and we've talked about this before. It's like I can understand that that initial infatuation. Like, oh my gosh, the real Jason's back. Oh my gosh, everything that I was feeling for Drew is also what I was really feeling for Jason. So I, should I go back with him, even though I love Drew? But I should go back with Jason. But say she does. They decide to go back. It's it can't last very long because every issue that Sam had about Jason being affiliated with Sonny would still exist. And this Jason is not one that's going to leave the mob. So she could go back initially, but it's not going to last. It will not last because Jason won't leave Sonny, and then Sam's going to be freaking out about the kids the whole time, and then it's going to end up breaking apart. So you well, could have your reunion, but I know it won't stick. The romantic in me wants it to last, you know, just for like, you know, a good six months or so, just so I can get my jam. Jam. <laughs> Get my Jason and Sam fixed. I just need to get my Jason and Sam fixed. And then they can send him off to do whatever they need for him to do. But I just need for them to hook up. I need They're going to have to hook up at least one good time. Because this is the thing. So when you have dated somebody, or even if you've been married to somebody, and then you marry another person, 
there's enough there's a part of you that's still hung up on the first if if it's if this is your first husband there's a part of you that's still hung up on that first husband because he's your first right absolutely so there's always going to be that thing especially if there's kids involved with that union which in their case there there is a child so but then she also has that child with Drew so it's like she's got two daddy, uh, daddies um kind of like this on each arm and it's at some point she's going to have to Make a decision and choose. I like seeing her and Jason together. I, I mean, you know, I just do. That's just like that's like my dream soap couple. I love them. But before Steve Burton came back, were you enjoying no the the Billy Miller Jason coupling? No, no. no. You, just didn't, you weren't feeling the heat between the two of them. It wasn't that I wasn't feeling the heat between the two of them. I wasn't. I feel like they had softened the characters down a bit, and I felt like. I wasn't invested. I just wasn't invested in that storyline anymore. It had gotten, especially when they had them going legit with the company and everything, it was feeling a little too safe for me. And I'm like, come on, Sam is a renegade. I know she don't like Jason being in the mob, but that's the one thing that attracted her to him in the first place because he's a renegade just like her. People of of, of a sound um, of like minds have a tendency to gravitate. Gra- excuse me, gravitate toward one another. So that's what attracted her to him. She likes Drew because Drew genuinely loves her and he's there's not that danger thing. He is the person that she wishes Jason Morgan was, or that's the person she thought Jason Morgan was, the one without the danger and the intrigue and the thing that had her, you know, all um, flying by the seat of her pants and excited in the first place. But I'm telling you, it, when when you have somebody that's like your real true love, I don't care who comes after that person, you always have a little something, something hanging back for, for that real true person, whether you hook up with them or not. There's always that thing that makes you want to just like hold out hope, whether you communicate it to anybody or not. Sometimes you just keep it to yourself. But I'm telling you, it's about to go down. Well, yeah, but then we're going to see, uh, first shout out to Michael B because he did name check Coleman. Which is always great. Coleman, Coleman yes. Right. Thank you. So, uh, for that. But it was, uh, uh, but I still feel like now that you got the kids involved, we saw how Sam was. And certainly part of that was the illness that she had uh, oh. in her head, that viral that, meningitis or whatever she had going on. And that was some crazy. <sighs> but, I mean, even those issues were, like, it, it, I think, like those amplified issues that she already had. While Jason being involved with Sonny, now that they have kids and she doesn't want him to die because she still wants him to not die again. Supposedly, so she could be there with the kids. So I feel like Jason and Sam can get together, but I feel like Sam's going to have those issues. It's going to come up. But this is the thing: everybody got to die. Everybody lives. Everybody dies. So whether he dies at the hands of a mob situation or not, he gonna die. So is she. So if you if she is basing her relationship with Jason on the fact that there's too much danger, he might die. He gonna die anyway. What's the point? Well, yeah. So, I mean, because that's like a 180 for, for Sam. <laughs> no, Tracy. Don't say you can't stand Jason and I'm Sam. I'm with you, Tracy. I am no. with you on that. Uh, but because Sam was so adamant about wanting to be out of the mob and having a, a legi- legitimate lifestyle. So for her to go back to Jason, she's basically just doing a 180 on everything that she wanted. Like, no, you know, now I'm really cool with you being in the mob. And we're going to raise our kids and we're going to accept that danger in our lives. Dude, I know we don't see eye to eye on this issue, but I'm telling you, the romantic in me, I love them. All right. I just All right. love them. I do. <laughs> uh, Tommy uh, Sunny uh, wants Sam back as a PI. Oh, yeah. That was a good storyline. I liked her as a PI, but that would mean we have to bring Spinelli back, and Spinelli ain't coming back. 
I, I feel like Spinelli would come back if they could, if they made him an offer. You think? I think so. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so I said, Drew, Jason, or Sam could cross the street in Port Charles and get hit by a bus. Uh uh-uh. uh. Why are you trying to kill off all three of them? That ain't right. <laughs> Uh, Princess Felicia says, what if they do the uh, Sam, Jason, Drew will be like the Sonny, Brenda, Jack's love triangle? Oh. Oh, that wore me out. That was. That, 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 let me tell you why that wore me out. That was, again, it was one of them things where I loved Sonny and Brenda. I loved Sonny with Brenda. Period. The fact that Brenda wanted to run off with Jack's got on my last nerve. I'm like, he's so tired. He's so boring. Why you want to run off with him? I always liked Jack's. You never liked him? I liked Jack's with Carly. I didn't like him with Brenda. I mean, he had a pinball machine in his office. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the guy who's got a pinball machine in his office I liked Jax big ups with, for me. I liked Jack's with Carly. And I did not like him with Brenda. And I felt like he, I felt like him running after Brenda was just like... Why? You know she's not coming for you. You know she's going to go back to Sunny. Why are you even wasting your time? I felt bad about Jack because he was on the losing end of two triangles. <laughs> like, he's got a lot going I, for him. He, I like the actor. Yeah. I like the guy that played him. He was really good. But um, mm. And I always liked him and Alexis together. I thought that was a great Oh, yeah, that was good. I like him and Alexis together, too. I thought they made a good couple. I liked them a lot. Yeah, and then just really good friends. I always kind of liked that. But I think it was busted how they had him go up out of <laughs> Sonny kind of like got him out of Port Charles. That was messed up. That, that was, was messed up so how he annoying. did that. I was like, oh, Sonny, really? You gonna go out like that? That was that was some straight up Michael. <laughs> that was some Michael Corleone <laughs> stuff right there. I was like, oh no, he's invoking the Godfather on that move. That's right. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Alexis, though. There was a scene at the end, towards the end of the week, where Alexis does go to talk to Drew at uh, Aurora Publishing, mm-hmm. kind of break it all down. Hey, you're not really legally married to Sam. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out what the deal is with the ownership of this company. Mm-hmm. Set all these things in order. Mm-hmm. And so when Drew, <laughs> like, I thought like he, Alexis gave him like the watery, water, most watered down compliment ever. It's like you're good to my daughter, and that, and that's good for me. And it's like, well, you don't say that he's a good guy. No, it's like, no, you're good to my, I mean, I really don't like you, but you're good to my daughter. So as long as that's, that's okay. I'm like, hmm, all right. Is that they, the- they just, I, you know, they, they messing with Alexis on that show. I don't know what they doing to her. Like she used to be like Barracuda, harsh, like she used to go in. And now they just have her walking around thinking that Julian is, <laughs> is chasing her all over poor Charles. Yeah, I, she she didn't give him a compliment. She was it was very watered down, and it was a very safe thing to say. Like I would have had more respect if she had, you know, just went in on him and then kind of segued into where she ended up. Because I'm just like, really, Alexis. I'm, test, I'm testing you. I'm testing you. I can't. I can't. She's testing everybody, and I feel like if if she's not happy, she don't want anybody else to be happy either. That's what I feel from her. Like, if she's not happy and everything is not sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops for her, then she didn't want anybody else to be happy either. She tries to pretend like she wants Sam to be happy, but she really don't want Sam to be happy. She don't want Sam to be happier than her. You don't think so? No. Come on. I think, I think everybody, doesn't every mother want their daughter to, or children to be happier than Most that? mothers, but not Alexis. Well, I promise you. I, I feel like she wants them to be happier as long as it's in a way that is makes Alexis happy. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, uh, like Christina and, and our, our professor. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, she's 
not happy about she's that. She's very judgmental. If it's not, if their happiness is not in a line with the way she thinks they should be happy, then she don't want them to be happy. That's what I'm saying. And that's when you move to Portland. You get to just deal with that. There you go. At that, at the, like the most quiet exit from a show. You just move to Portland, never to be seen again. Like, Somebody said, how do we know Jason would be a good dad? He's been gone. Both boys a little bit. Let me tell you something. Did we forget that when Carly got pregnant with Michael, he took care how of Michael. fiercely Jason was there for Michael? So, yeah, I, th- I Jason would be a good dad. He 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 really really watched out for Michael fiercely. Yeah, I've no like doubt Like that was about his that. own kid. So, I don't I don't think him being a good dad is going to be an issue. Uh <laughs> so uh now on the uh the Twitter feed this uh-huh. past week, a lot, man. <laughs> they went in. Ooh. My feed is JLJ, just JLJ, Lord. I was like I couldn't read all the comments. I'm like what is happening? So, I tried. Yeah, our good old pal James Lott Jr. He uh Founder of the show and an awesome man, uh, but uh, posed a question about the uh, the Jason uh, Liz pairing. And yes, man, people are they constantly, went in. They are. Con- I mean, on lot, a daily basis, a lot of my, every time I come back, there would be a bunch of notifications that I'd scroll through, and it's like it was just uh, liaison. Holy cow! <laughs> yes, uh, going into all of that. Uh, so, I mean, you know what you, I want to say? Want to ask about that? Why do you think? Us GH fans are so have been so invested in the character of Liz for twenty years because she's been on that soap for twenty years. Why are we so invested in her? Why are we so invested in her happiness? What happens to her kids? What happens to her? We are like full on invested in that, and people either on this side or they're this side. This either black or white with her. There's no gray area when it comes to how people feel about Liz. But I'm just wanting to know how you feel about her. I I mean, I, I like Liz. Uh, I mean, there have been times that, you know, just kind of like that, that mega interest has kind of ebbed and flowed, and that was just the nature of the storylines. But, uh, like, ever since when they brought back uh, uh, Drew, I mean, Billy Miller as Jason, I felt like, and Jake Doe, I felt like that's when I was like, all right, it was kind of just cool to see Liz kind of, like, take be a little greedy and selfish for a little bit, have that kind of, you know, a little bit of those character traits come back. She always greedy and selfish, though. Not always. Come on. When Lucky had the, the drug addiction and all that stuff, she was greedy and selfish then. Yeah, yeah. She was. When Jason, when it was looking like Jason wasn't going to go back to Sam for a second, when her and Jason had a thing going, going on and then she realized that he was going to choose Sam over her, she was greedy and selfish then. Like she's had moments. Well, of course, yeah. She's been, I'm just saying. She's been burned. You want to see... For you, would you would you rather see you're 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 a Jason fan? You love the music. I am. I'm a Jason you fan. You don't honey. care about the liaison fans. You don't <laughs> and care. And I and I agree with our academics, honey. Yes, Liz belongs to Lucky. Period. I need for Jonathan Jackson to come up and me- come back and mess all of that up. Well, it's true. Like when you have somebody say like you I, you know, I have a permanent lock on me, then it's like, well, then that, that's it. That's it. There's nobody else. Forget it. It's just Lucky. And I really kind of need for Luke to just pop his head in. I know he's not. But I need him to just pop his head in just for one episode and just jack stuff up and leave. <laughs> I need him to just pop in and just wreak havoc and then be like, I'm out. I'm going back to Amsterdam. I need for that to happen just one good time. All right. That would give me life. Uh, you know, the thing that's irritating me about Franco is I feel like they just – like his reluctance to, to come forward with this truth is – so irritating. And finally, we're going to seem like he's going to finally reveal it to Liz, which I'm happy for. I'm glad it's not something that she has to find out 
after the fact or somebody else tells her. Like at first I thought it was going to be Andre who was going to mention something to her and get her to start spinning her wheels about something like that. But at least it's Franco manning up you know, way after the fact, but at least he's coming clean with her. Yeah. You had mentioned Andre and the wife before. So oh. I think I, mi- I'm, I must have missed that. I think I went to grab something to eat or something during that, during that part. I missed that. So please enlighten the sister. Well, it is uh, Anna goes to visit Andre in jail mm-hmm. and wants to know, like, hey, please, it's me and you. Just tell me what's going on here. And Andre reveals, like, hey, you know what? This whole time you've known me, the whole time I've ever been on the show, the whole time I've been happy or been in relationships, I never once mentioned that I was married. And then my wife had early onset Alzheimer's. And the whole reason I was doing this memory mapping thing was that because I wanted to try to help her. And now uh, I've basically, uh, we we dissolved our marriage so that her family could take care of her. And now I I think about her from a distance, but I've never involved with her on a regular basis. And and so Jordan overhears all this from the, the speaker and then comes in after Anna leaves and is like, we were together this whole time. And you never once told me about this wife, and I just okay. Wanted- that explains because when when I did when I did come back to the TV, I saw her walking out of the interrogation room crying. I'm like, why is Jordan crying? Yeah. I, I was like, what the, what the hell happened that she's crying? I don't understand. And I just wanted Andre to say in that moment, it's like because the writers didn't think of that idea until just now, so that's why I never said I had a wife because I felt like that came out of that's a stretch. So left field. That's a stretch. Don't you think that's a stretch? It is stretch, stretch. And, like, I feel like if you were in a relationship with somebody that you wouldn't mention that you'd been married once before. I mean, it's one thing, like, hey, we've been on a couple well, dates. But you've been on a long-term relationship. Well, there's, there's some people that I know that have done that in real life. It does happen. It ain't that far-fetched. It does happen. And I can understand if it's, like, a marriage that you're not proud of or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, this is, I mean, she had early-onset Alzheimer's. And now she's in, a, she's in care of her family. But I feel like that's not, like... I was married to somebody and she was... But early onset is very different than having full-blown. Because if she had... Because this is the thing. If he said early onset Alzheimer's, that means that dog could still come out of the woodwork and mess some stuff up. Because early onset doesn't mean she's got full-blown Alzheimer's. Well, with Andre pretty much, I think, off the show, that is a a dog we don't have to worry about coming back to to bite us on the butt. (laughs) Because they marched him right out in cuffs, and I think that was Andre's farewell <laughs> in Port Charles. I can't, I can't with you. Because it's just like, yep, uh, which is a shame. I don't think that's that. He's, you know, they Paul Hornsby, Andre, right there. See you later. Wow. We just see you walk off one day, and then that's Somebody it. Said Andre felt like he rejected slash dumped his wife. He felt guilty. Ain't nobody caring about him feeling guilty. Like. I, Fine, you felt guilty, but you still did what you did. You ain't feeling that guilty. I'm just saying. The other thing, too, is like when they all had him in the police room and Diane's interrogating him, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out the deal. And he was kind of adamant, like, before I say anything, I just want everybody to know that I was trying to do this to help people. And nobody cared about it. He kept saying, he's always saying that, and everybody just looks at him like he got ten heads every time he says it. Why would you go with such a kind of like scientific kind of like reasoning for this or rationale? That's when you share your story. Like, I was married to a woman that was, you know, losing her mind, and I was trying desperately to help her. That's when you share that story to at least make these people that you've kind of impacted all their lives at least try to understand a little bit of your point of view. doesn't say that at all then. Like, I think I think they were trying to have him go out with some dignity, and they just kind of threw him under the bus. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody said, uh, Stuart Pierce said, yes, early onset dementia can go by really fast. 
Well, speaking as somebody who is living with someone with early onset uh, early onset Alzheimer's, it depends on the person and it depends on their chemical makeup. So I'm living with someone who has that, and um, that situation is moving a little slower. So that's why I said what I said. So okay. there's that. Uh, it, it's it's. I feel like because Andre does leave Jason with the idea, like if, of course, like does Drew's original map. Uh, his, his baseline still exact, mm-hmm. exist, and he says any information that he has is in an ornament that Anna has that she doesn't even realize that she has. Oh, right. And then you see and then they cut the camera to her walking out of the door with the box of ornaments. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, she's not going to drop one of them? Like, you ain't going to hear a little jingle jingle in it when you're going to put it up somewhere? That was, I was, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I was like, that's dumb. So I feel like if they, once they do get that information. <laughs> wait. wait. Charlie and Charge said they fired Andre to pay for Jason's salary. Oh. <laughs> That's cold blooded, Charlie and Charge. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know that was a, a speculation that many people thought. Like, hey, we're getting Steve Burton back. You got to be able to afford to pay him. So he started cutting off some other other actors. But I, I think ABC we, th- got money. Yeah, I think that was that was kind of uh, debunked. Saying that no, 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 that you was no. ABC has money. Their parent company is Disney, so they got money. And Disney just bought Fox. They they are not hurting for no change to pay anybody. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, but I feel like once they do find that stuff in that ornament, then I think you can see Andre. Because somebody's got to be able to do the procedure again. And I don't think it's I don't think it's like with uh, Ava and her plastic surgery that you can just get that information to another doctor and they'd follow the protocol. And that's, uh, I'm about tired of her, walk, her walking around with that scratched up face. Can we just fix her face? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm you like, don't want her to have it for a while? No. I'm like, can we just... Because this is the thing. If they could fix the other stuff, then why can't they just fix that one little patch? It's just a one little patch right there. Like, why is she still walking around with this patchy face? I'm going to need them to work that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, half the time I even forget it because it's just like, it's like in pretty much the most innocuous place she on the face. She looks like she put some nair on her face and left it there too long. That's what it looks like. And I'm going to need them to fix that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to need them to do. I'm going to need them to fix that patchy nair looking face on her. That's what I'm going to need them to do. So, Okay, Carla, you're involved with somebody that has that kind of uh, that patch right there. And they tell you like, hey, you know what? I got my, most of my face restored. I couldn't get this part. Would you be like, I, this relationship can go no further until you get that? Of that, course not. <laughs> of course not. Chin of yours of course it. not. But, you know, I'll, you know, if I, if I, okay, let me put it this way. If I would met her and she already had that, I would naturally assume that it was a birthmark. Right? Yeah. I would assume it was a birthmark. Unless she told me otherwise. And then if she, and when she told me otherwise, I'd be like, well, how come you can't get that fixed? <laughs> Like, what's stopping you from going to Russia to get that fixed? Like, I don't understand. If it's a birthmark, cool, girl. Power to the people. But, like, I'm going to need you to get that fixed. Yeah. Why'd you stop there? Somebody said, Ava, Griffin is a punk, too. Yeah, he That's is. Right. So you, you basically tell Ava, like, you punked out on that face. You punked I out. might. I might tell. They need to bring me on GH, honey. I'll just go right down the line and read everybody. Just tell everybody what for and why. <laughs> just everybody. Just Punkin. be like, Punkin. look, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Carly. Look, Sunny. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up, real quick, I want to ask you a prediction: Which relationship's going to fall apart first? We've Ooh. got we've got uh, the the Liz and Franco. We've got uh, uh, Drew and Sam. I think Liz and Franco is going to fall apart quicker than than um, than uh, Drew and Sam. They're going to draw Drew and Sam out for as long as they possibly can. That's not anything that's going away anytime soon. <sighs> Great. Don't you think? I well, 
I, I don't want to see it drawn out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you know that's how they do. You know that's how they do. Especially when they have people like me debating Sam and Jason and Drew. They're going to draw that stuff out as long as they possibly can because they know that people are invested in watching how it plays out. I could care less about yeah, Franco and Liz. But I feel like you need, to re- you need to get that fine point where you can draw it out to create tension and suspense for the audience. But if you keep, let it run too long, and then people are like, just figure it out already. And I, I sometimes GH goes too far, and they get like, "Please, can we just move on already?" I agree, but that ain't that ain't stopping us from watching it. <laughs> That's true. Words to live by as we wrap this up. Our last show of 2017, everybody. I know, right? Look at that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it for this episode and this year on the GH report. But as always, folks, give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat there. You made it so much more fun to do the show when we get to see your comments running by. And a special belated shout-out to James Lott Jr. hopping in the chat. Yes, thank you, JLJ. Of course, this all wouldn't be possible. Carla and I would not be sitting here if James Lott Jr., a man with a dream about talking about GH on a regular basis, didn't make this show happen. That's so, absolutely right. So it's got to give, got to give props to the Godfather. Absolutely right. Uh, but if you want to continue the conversation with us, even after we're off the air and for those like these nice two weeks that we're going to be dark during the holiday season, Carla, where can they find you? Y'all can find me, as you know, across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Shout me out. I'll shout you out back. As everybody always says, me and Kelly be talking on Twitter tough. There you go. There you go. <laughs> she will She will call you a punk. <laughs> no, I, no, I won't. Why you? Why? Oh, Lord. You trying to have people come for me on social media like that? That's messed up. For, I will drop kick you when that camera turns off. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I'm going to start easing my way over this way. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us this whole year. We'll be back uh, the, the first Sunday in January. 2018, baby. Yeah, January 7th, I believe. Is that yes. yes. January 7th, we'll be back right here in the studio with another hot new edition of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.